Hello. <laughs> hey, will you help me with something? Do you want to help me with something? Poonmaster Flex is going to help me intro the show, but needs a chapstick first. Forgotten as I used to. I used to like have a mint or something before I did this, and then I was like, what are you doing? You don't need a mint for radio. That's the beauty of radio, is that you can be ugly and smelly. I guess maybe chapstick is a comfort thing, so maybe it doesn't apply. Um, I don't have access to my theme song right now, so I just need someone to do it with me. You don't have to do the words. It could just be the tune. Yeah, that one. Are you ready? A one, a two. Da 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 Thank you. Thanks for your assistance. Welcome. <laughs> I'm like, do you want to be on the show? And she's like, no. But then she just was putting a fuzz in my coffee cup. Yeah, she just wants to be up here and screw around. Ruin this for all of you out there. Thousands of you. Ruin it for everyone. Uh, and is going to probably play Animal Crossing in the background. Hopefully with the volume low or off. Um... <laughs> Well, okay, so last we talked, um, I hadn't turned 40 yet, and now, now you're hearing from an adult man. This is now the podcast of a, an elder statesman, an adult, a responsible guy. And so, you know, as part of that, I have a Nintendo Switch now. Actually, that was part of, so I was doing the Mario Before 40 project to try and play as much Mario as I could before I turned 40. And I made it up to the Nintendo Switch. Well, technically the Wii U, but you know, we can play it on Switch. And so we played that on my birthday. Um, so, you know, that's, that's one improvement in my life since I've turned 40, is I have a new Nintendo. My mom, like years ago, was like looking at a, I don't know, Christmas list or something, and was like, me and my brother, She's like, I can't believe you guys still do this, like, video game stuff. <laughs> you know, she's like, I guess she thought we would be mature and not need it. But, um, well, she's wrong. This seems like a very generational divide as well, though. I feel like, uh, people who grew up in my generation will play video games until they're, like, very old. Like, I bet we'll start seeing more video games where it's, like, a large print video game. <laughs> Stuff like that, so that when we're elderly, we can continue to play. Um, well, okay, so we've got some important things to cover today. I came across, okay, I'm working on, uh, you may have heard that uh, Lit Reactor is going away at the end of the year. Like, uh, you know, New Year's Eve, I will probably be feverishly working to transfer all my columns. And I've been pretty busy doing that, which is part of why I haven't done this since October 31st. Um, 
And I came across a column I wrote where I, it was, uh, how did it go? It was extravagant gifts for writers and their uh, affordable alternatives or something like that, right? So one of them was a fancy pen. And the pen I picked out was the Montgrappa Sylvester Stallone Chaos Limited Edition Fountain Pen Extra Fine. Which uh, I was like, you got to go read the the reviews of it on Amazon. They're hilarious. Now, I can't remember if I did that on this podcast before. And if I did, it was like 10 years ago. But that was something that I saw when I was bringing those columns across and was like, oh, yeah, I've been meaning to do that. And uh, didn't get to. So this is a pen, I guess, that was designed, inspired by Stallone's recent film, The Expendables. <laughs> I can, uh, it's got an elaborate clip bearing a fist holding a sword. And uh, I can read you a little bit more description here. Barney's is thrilled to present the Montgrappa Sylvester Stallone Chaos Limited Edition Fountain Pen. All of that is capitalized. Inspired and designed by brand ambassador and legendary filmmaker, writer, and actor Sylvester Stallone, do you really need to like list? Do we need the resume for Stallone? It's like, I think we got it. Like, you don't. Also, brand ambassador, fuck off with that. Okay, like maybe he is a brand ambassador, but that's not what he's known for. Uh, the Chaos Collection truly stands apart amongst other fine pens. A longtime aficionado and collector of Montgrappa pens, Mr. Stallone drew inspiration for the theme of his signature pen from his recent film, The Expendables. He worked with Montgrappa's artisans to create his idea of chaos, a sense of the Renaissance, when life was simplified and perhaps more noble, placed against today's technological society. All right, sure. The body of the chaos is made of black pearlized celluloid with an intricate and mesmerizing overlay in solid sterling silver. The antique tan-finished overlay features accents in red and yellow translucent enamel symbolizing fire. The design is characterized by the juxtaposition of life and death. Reptiles represent the fountain, what, early forms of life on Earth. The central skull signifies death. The ultimate defining detail, bearing both a fist and a skull, is the pen's clip in the form of a sword. The first of Montgrappa's cult collection, Chaos is a limited edition of 1,000 fountain pens and 912 rollerball pens in sterling silver which represents Montgrappa's 1912 date of establishment. The complimentary Chaos Inkwell and Rock Crystal and Sterling Silver will accompany this collection. Chaos Inkwell. I wonder if that goes inside the pen, which would be kind of hilarious, because you're like, a crystal thing that no one will ever see. But maybe it's one of those externalies. Please call us for information on these solid gold models. <laughs> Montgrappa's Sylvester Stallone Chaos Limited Edition Fountain Pen features the first in, uh, okay, this is, we've already got this. Um, so here are the reviews. One is three, and it says, just saying, uh, if my great uncle died and left his billion pound fortune to me on the condition that I have three days to spend one million dollars, but if I tell anyone I lose anything, I would be all over this pen like a fat kid on a smarty <laughs> i mean sure fat kids are known for eating smarties i guess also 
it's funny to me that it's a billion pound fortune and I have one day to spend one million dollars. I don't know. I was like, okay, this is a UK person. Then I was like, maybe it's not a UK person. Who can keep track? James O. Thatch calls this pen indelible. Uh, do you appreciate fine craftsmanship? Then you'll understand the unique appeal of the Montgrappa Chaos Pen. International tastemaker Sylvester Stallone has plumbed the depths of his creative imagination, and the inevitable result is chaos. The visionary genius behind such varied works as Rocky 1 through 5, Rambo 1 through 4, and Rhinestone, Mr. Stallone has once again redrawn the map of the possible by mind-crafting this exquisite writing instrument. It may look like something you picked up at a Tijuana border crossing, but don't let its junky appearance fool you. Once visitors to your executive office or Miami narco mansion recognize it as the handiwork of Stallone, all questions of taste will evaporate. The body is fashioned from black pearlized celluloid, quite possibly the world's fanciest way of saying plastic. Inlaid with 18 karat gold and featuring swords, skulls, and snakes, the design evocative of Nazi pirates, perfectly symbolizes the frenzied violence of Mr. Stallone's penmanship. Feel it lurch to life in your hand. This is a pen that begs to be written with, even if you have nothing to say. And when there are no more words, its patented squip feature will launch a burst of ink from the skull, creating the splatter pattern that has been Sly's signature since first blood. If you're one who writes till your fingers bleed, the jagged exterior of the chaos pen will cut your writing time in half. But even if you can barely sign your own name, this pen will communicate volumes about your finances, your relationships, and your basic mental equilibrium. In a word, chaos. Who is this James O. Thatch? Let's see. Let's find out if I can find uh, some other reviews by this person. The Brown Wedding. What is this? I don't know what this review is for. It's just here. It's been a rough couple... Well, let's just take a look. It's been a rough couple years for my family. There have been a few land disputes, some nasty feuds, several imprisonments, and a beheading, but perhaps our most celebrated misfortune was what has come to be known as the Brown Wedding. I don't want to bore you with all the details, but essentially my cousin Rob was betrothed to the daughter of a family rival. Then, against all our counsel, he eloped with another woman. Classic Rob. Anyway, you can imagine our surprise when we found ourselves invited to the wedding of the jilted bride. Perhaps it should have been a red flag, but we Starks love a free meal, so off we went. I think this is a Game of Thrones thing. So I'm going to quit reading it, because I don't care about that. Um, yeah, just tons of, tons of reviews here. Okay, let's go back to the pen. Patrick O'Neill calls it subpar. A subpar pen, mediocre at best. The function is limited. The, what is the function of a pen? This pen is perfect for beginners, but if beginners... <laughs> beginners at pens? But if you really want a good solid pen that you can use every day and gives you a good writing experience, I would seriously suggest the Fulgore Nocturnes. It is bounds better and for the money a much better deal. You know, if you're kind of, this is your first pen, I guess if you're a baby, this is a good pen. Oh, okay. Bob says, great pen, but watch out. 
This pen may seem affordable at first, but watch out for the ink refills. That's where they get you. Just in case you're wondering, well, okay, it's 10 years old at this point. So, you know, it's a thousand limited edition, but right now it's available for $5,700. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I don't know what the original price was, but affordable. Um, Brian Frank says it's like having a little Guy Fieri with you wherever you go. Cobra, over the top, stopper my mom will shoot, half of Tango and Cash, Judge Dredd. These iconic movies serve as the backdrop of the greatest creative mind of our time. Sylvester Stallone, and his greatest accomplishment, the Chaos Pen. Designed for refined taste, much like Rocky V, this pen will demand respect and adoration from all of you who gaze upon it. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Scott McCauley says, Great pen. Beautiful pen. It's comfortable to use and gives flawless lines, though halfway through the first sentence, my hand exploded. Would use again. <laughs> Uh, Stephanie says, all you need to know, the Inktalian stallion stikes again, uh, attributed to Mike Coyle. I, this is a review that's an incorrectly written quote attributed to somebody else. Um, okay. Willis says, smooth writing. I highly suggest this incredible life-changing device, specifically if you're looking to go bankrupt, then homeless, and then need a good writing utensil for making panhandling signs. Make sure you can afford the ink first. Just out of curiosity, I want to see what a Fulgore Nocturne is. That is a, a quite a name for Like, these fancy pens I'm seeing are like Sylvester Stallone Chaos. Uh, Jin Hao Chinese Dragon Heavy Pen. Jin Hao Black Snake Gray Dragon. Uh, all kinds of crazy shit like that. Let's see what it, if if I can see what a Fulgore Nocturne is. It sounds like a yeah, like what first comes up is a bunch of uh like role playing games. There's not even a there's not a Fulgore Nocturne in sight. Sight. Oh, take a look at the world's most expensive pen. It costs eight million dollars and is studded with black diamonds and rubies. Holy shit. I mean, it just looks like a pen that uh, has a grip that's made out of dye. It looks incredibly uncomfortable. Uh, for collectors, some pens are a lot like paintings. They, too, are a thing of beauty, created skillfully, and a status symbol. Okay. Uh, this gorgeous writing instrument recently sold for a staggering price of $8 million uh, at a charity auction in Shanghai. Sure. I mean, isn't that weird? It's like a charity auction. So it's like, well, here's $8 million for the orphanage. And they're like, that's amazing. How did you raise so much? We sold one pen to some fucking kook who bought this for $8 million. Uh, the Fulgore Nocturnus, oh, it's Nocturnus, comes with its fair share of bling. 945 black diamonds, along with 123 rubies, to be exact. It's tricky to say if this should be called a pen or a fine piece of jewelry. I don't think it's tricky. You could just say neither. The Fulgore Nocturnus pen has 16 clips above the small button on the cap and a golden nib for durability. This pen is truly a collector's piece in every sense of the world, as only one exists in the world. Some trivia regarding this pen, sure. 
It's not very interesting so far. The words fulgor means dazzling brilliance, splendor, or radiance, and nocturnus means occurring at night. One look at the pen and you'll know this is aptly named the radiance of the night with its shining dark exterior. <laughs> fulgor nocturnus. That's crazy. I mean, like, I've spent more money on a pen that, than I should have. You know what I mean? But when I say that, like $20, probably I've spent on a pen before. Um, and I'm here to say that that's probably not, you know, I don't know. It's not crazy, but also it's not like, uh, I, I don't know if it was worth it. You know what I mean? They they all kind of seem the same to me. Um, okay, I wanted to see. I was like, what about like, why wouldn't you have, I don't know, uh, Stephen King design a pen? You know what I mean? Like, don't you want somebody like that to be who does it? I mean, okay, so here's like an article about fountain pens that authors have used. The first author here is Anne Frank, which I'm like, all right, it's not like nothing against Anne Frank. However, I'm like, did she really have a lot of choices? I mean, it, she doesn't seem like a person who had a lot of choice in life. Also, she was using a Montblanc Meisterstück, which is like masterpiece. But, uh, you know, I don't know, German pen, that probably wouldn't be her first choice, is my guess. Stephen King uses a Waterman Hemisphere, which I guess is also a fountain pen. His author's in their fucking fountain pens, man. Waterman Hemisphere. Do you think it's expensive? Let's see. This is showing me a price of about $100. These pen sites are like when you look at engagement rings or something. They're like, they have little videos. And they're like, look at how it shines in the light or whatever. And I'm like, you know, this is a fucking pen, right? Like, <laughs> not, does it work good? Is it good? Pens. What do you, what do you, like, I can't even get to, oh, it's not a hemisphere. It's an hemisphere or something. I can't really tell. Uh, let's see. I need a hemisphere fountain pen. I guess it's only a bit. Oh, here we go. Essential stainless steel. That sounds like it'll be the cheapest. You can get a warranty extension. That's pretty amazing. There's a, there's a button on this page where you're like, oh, do you need to extend the warranty on your pen? That pretty much tells me that this is going to be uh, quite a bit too expensive for me. I can't even figure out how to buy this. <laughs> this is like they, how they keep people like me out of it. Uh, color. I, I don't understand. Have I not selected it? I can't even work this rich person website. It's like, that's how far away I am from getting to do buy this I guess that's unfortunate but okay a hundred dollars for a uh, Stephen King pen you're like alright 
But why don't they have him design something? You know what I mean? That seems pretty reasonable. Let's see if I can shop at Pen Boutique for the Waterman Hemisphere. 99.73. Oh, here's one. 74.47. That's a weird price. Palindromic price. But okay. All right. Well, there you go. Oh, here's someone who says Stephen King uses a pencil. What? Uh, Palomino Blackwing, of course. Of course. You know, Stephen King should use these fancy pens and use pencils. And then after he finishes writing the books, just sell all the... You know what I mean? Oh, wait. King Pen. StephenKing.com. Oh, this is like a, a book. Stephen King, unlike Sylvester Stallone, kind of stuck to what he was doing, I guess, and just did books. <laughs> um, the other big thing I needed to accomplish today was to tell you that um, if you are a member of the Patreon, you should have now received all of your merchandise that is owed to you in one package. Um, and we're just going to go through it a little bit. So this is the first time I did any merchandise for this show. Like, you know, legitimate merchandise, I guess. Um, like patron merchandise. I don't know what you want to call it. And I spent quite a little bit of time trying to think of what to get. Because I was like, you know, there's like so many merch items. And it's part of my job, actually, to look at, you know, what, what should we get merch-wise, like to hand out it fairs and crap like that so you know i see these things but i'm like i don't want to get something that's you know nonsense that's just going to go in a junk drawer i want this to be nonsense that maybe it will be somewhat useful for you that could go down a toilet Poon master flex said what went down a toilet oh yeah well that could bring us to our first item which was custom toilet paper <laughs> Uh, so what I did is I got custom toilet paper printed, which has been a dream of mine since, uh, you know, like 10 years ago. Cause in another column I had written like the best and worst swag you could get, you know, for a book release. And I was like, you could get this custom toilet paper and then print like the first page of your book on the toilet paper. I do remember too, in 2020, um, I was looking at getting custom toilet paper because I was like, I wonder if the custom toilet paper shop is actually cheaper than the regular toilet paper during the great but very brief toilet paper shortage of 2020. And the uh, custom toilet paper was still available. So I was like, hmm, maybe I should just get a bunch of custom toilet paper right now. Like, and, you know, head off this problem. But uh, so I just put like a... A little short story about a time I destroyed a bathroom at a uh, Borders bookstore. And then while I was destroying the bathroom, unbeknownst to me, my wallet fell out of my pocket. So then I had to go to the service desk and ask if someone had returned the wallet, which was basically uh, equaled me admitting to being the person who had destroyed the bathroom. So that was not cool. But there's that story and accompanying art. The, the toilet paper pretty much turned out how I expected, which is great. Um, and like I said, it's totally useful. Now, I can't 
100% vouch for this paper. Like, I don't know. I don't know what it means to like wipe with something that has ink on it. But I mean, we've all been there, right? In a, in a pinch, you probably tried copy or paper or uh, I tried some wrapping paper, like tissue paper before, which is not, not good, but not good. Um, there really is no substitute, to be honest. As far as like paper used to wipe, it's, it's pretty much toilet paper or bust. You know, obviously a Kleenex can do as well, but it's not the same. It doesn't work as well. Um, then I had shoelaces. I made custom shoelaces, which are fat and orange with black text. And the text reads as follows. Uh, when you start a podcast, nobody tells you to write down a couple of gems for custom shoelaces later on. And that phrase just repeats over and over you know like someone who's like into marketing and stuff probably would have like put the name of the show or something on it somewhere some reference a url <laughs> instead of forcing anyone who wears these to explain the not only the embarrassing fact of the show but also the em even more embarrassing thing of like so wait a minute you like pay money for this show are you crazy but on the other hand, there's so many podcasts now. You could just say, if you, if you want to join the Patreon and what's holding you back is embarrassment, I understand. And I want to just say now, I'm 100% okay with you pretending that the things that I send you and the things that you subscribe to are completely different shows. Just be like, oh yeah, Ira Glass has a new thing going or something, you know? Or I heard, I heard that he's like the ghost producer for the show. He doesn't say that he's producing it, but he probably is. Uh, next, let's move on to the nightlights. Um, I had nightlights made, and I guess they're for the bathroom, because it's a, it's a remix of the art I had done long ago that says it's okay to eat donuts on the toilet and features a snowman eating a donut on the toilet. Now, these actually turned out pretty good, although... Uh, Poonmaster Flex pointed out to me almost immediately that you can see this ghost text in the background if you look very closely. And it's because I guess when I made the design, I had the text in another layer or something like that that I didn't realize was there. <laughs> and so then I sent in the design and that text is there. So if you have one at home, you know, go ahead and look. It's like there's purple text on it and there's just tiny white text that's kind of, uh, overlaid on top of it i i don't think i would ever notice it but now now you can now you can be haunted by its imperfection as i am and um the other thing about them is they are very bright now they look they're pretty good they turned out pretty good they have a sensor so when it's like daytime or the lights are on it's not on all the time and it's an led so i would imagine it's not drawing very much power i don't actually know um so, you know, if your power bill goes way up this month, I guess, stop using it immediately. But, um, the problem I had with it was it's too bright. It was, it's pretty bright, to be honest with you. Like, if you put this in your bathroom, you probably wouldn't need to turn the lights on if you went in there at night. So what I did is I added a film over the top of ours, um, that I bought years ago. It's a film that you can buy 
and you can put it over all the little lights that you have on different things because for some reason like every electronic device is like you know what this needs is a light that indicates when it's not on i'm looking at the nintendo wii right now and there's a little red light that's on which is just indicating to me i'm not turned on right now and i don't know you know that's like why would i need to know that is that information i need I mean, imagine a person saying that. I'm going to shine a flashlight in your eyes at all times that I'm not turned on. And it's like, you know, you could just do that when you are turned on. It would probably save all of us a lot of trouble. And, you know, do I need to know this also, depending on who the person is? Probably not. So anyway, I'm, I'm a fan of like, maybe don't have lights on as a default. You know, or like I have a, a MacBook and when the lid is closed, the charger has a light on it, and it also has a light on the front that like flashes on and off slowly, but it does it. And I tried to just draw over it with permanent marker, and that was not adequate. Um, and I'm like, why is... I've had a couple times where it's like in the night, I'm like, why is there like pulsing feeling in this room? And it's like, oh, because this computer is just, I guess, reminding me that it exists. It's like, I'm real. In the night. So anyway, covering it with the film seems to have been uh, good enough as far as keeping it uh, dark enough that I can uh, tolerate it. But also Poonmaster Flex gets up early in the morning and can go through the hallway and is not going to fall down the stairs. So, you know, relationships are about these compromises. <laughs> Lastly, we have pillowcases. I made pillowcases because this has also been something I came up with a long time ago, which is a trick-or-treating pillowcase that has, like, levels on it to tell you how good you're doing at trick-or-treating. And basically, it goes from being weak, sad, and pathetic to, you know, Halloween legend. Um, and then on the other side, I put, like, a skeleton thing and kind of a story which is basically a story about how lucky you are to have received the pillowcase. And, uh, yeah. So with that, that was probably the most uh, broken thing. Because I spent a very long time surfing different sites and trying to find different things uh, to tell me which side the pillowcase opened on. Which I understand is not normally an issue when you're designing a pillowcase because it's like well it doesn't really matter as long as it all fits but i was like in this case it's super important because otherwise it'll be upside down so i kept looking and kept looking and couldn't find it and then i even went to i think zazzle was the one that i got the closest and i was like i'm pretty sure it goes this way and so then i did their like online chat and the first time i did their online chat the person was like uh, we can't help you with design, you know? And I was like, I'm, I'm not asking you to help me with the design. I'm just asking which, how the printing will be, which orientation the printing will be. Um, but, you know, this is one of those things where it's like the person you're communicating with is more or less helpful and probably not totally their fault, more product of like which languages they know. Um, but also probably a lot of people getting on there and being like, will you draw me a smiley face on a pillow? And they're like, no, that's not how this works. 
I got on Zazzle a second time because I was like, well, maybe I'll wait and I'll talk to someone different who will understand my question better. So the second time I got on and I was like, I want to know at which end these pillows open. Um, and the person was like, okay. And they said the top side by which they, and so to clarify, I typed in like, you mean like the long side, like the side that's on the top when you're looking at it is one of the two long sides. Now, maybe this is like a Stallone Montgrappa pen situation and super rich people have pillows that open at the top. I have never in my life seen a pillow that opens at the top uh, or on the long side, which would make no sense because your pillow would just immediately come out of the pillowcase. Like that doesn't work. If you think about laying down, the pressure your head puts on the pillow would either scoot it up or down, not side to side so much. So, you know, just laying on a pillow would kind of press it out of the pillowcase. It makes no sense. But whatever. You know, and the person was like, yep, it's definitely the long side on the top. And I was just like, okay, and signed off and was like, that's fucking impossible. It's just not possible. So I took a guess, and I guessed wrong. <laughs> so... Uh, when they arrived, Poonmaster Flex very helpfully helped me seam rip the pillows because one, one end was sewn closed and the other end had a zipper. And so she helped me seam rip the open end, which makes it kind of work still. It pretty much works. I mean, it's like, why does this have a zipper on the end? And, it, you know, the answer is shut the fuck up. Just use it. Um... And there was one typo on the back, which was really unfortunate, and I also fixed with a magic marker, about as well as I fixed my computer's light with a magic marker. Uh, and then I sent this merch out to people, and, you know, I never have to think about it again, except I do, because I got one of everything for me. Just to, you know, it was going to be like, oh, it'll be fun to have one of your own things, and now it's like, oh, it's good you're creating, like, a record of your failures. You know what I mean? Your little whatevers. And I, I kind of get like, you know, it's like a painter and it's like, well, you only see the flaws in it because you made it. But I'm like, I mean, these are not super subtle flaws. The nightlight flaw is pretty subtle, but the rest of them are not, not super subtle. But another way of looking at it is, okay, I'm 50-50 because two of the things I made I would call, I would call perfect. But then the other thing is, it's really more like 80-20. Because, uh, you know, the things that I made that are imperfect were still mostly good. They still worked and whatever. But so that's the thing. I did night lights, pillowcases, shoelaces, and toilet paper. Because I was like, I mean, people could use these, right? Like, if nothing else, you can use a pillowcase for when you're like, you know, when, uh, when I'm doing the laundry, I can put this pillowcase on the pillow. And that will motivate me to, like, finish the laundry. Because it's like, well, do you really want to sleep on this pillow? I wouldn't. So, you know, it, it, it gets you motivated to finish in a timely fashion. And that, that's it. That covers our, uh, our, our merch for this year. Um, so there you go. I do still have a few nightlights. Um, which you could get by, if you join before the end of the year, I'll send you a nightlight. You're not going to get the other shit, because fuck off. But you'll get the nightlight. 
So that's something. You know, it's a pretty good deal for you. <laughs> and uh, that's about it. Hopefully I'll be coming back to you next week. Next week could be a little strange because I am supposed to report for jury duty on Monday. So we'll have to see if that actually happens or not. I'm not sure, but uh, it might. And if and it does, who knows? It could be on, I could be on a trial forever. But maybe that's a whole new dimension for this show. I'll do my own making a murderer or something, which I'm probably not allowed to do. I don't know. I didn't pay super close attention to the rules of jury, because why? Why bother? All right. That's everything for today. And we'll see you next time. Um, do you want to you sing us out? The answer was no. All right, so we're just going out on, on silence. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs>